ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Corner Store Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Koval, of course. And before we hop in with our very special guest today, I want to encourage you because we've had a reconfiguring over at Apple Music. Of course, you could stream this podcast wherever you uh, can stream podcasts, but I want you to resubscribe at Apple Music. Um, a few months ago, I guess, there was a uh, reconsideration or a reconfiguration of the pod. So go to the Corner Store and then my name, Kevin Koval, and you will find us there streaming. And uh, please uh, subscribe and rate and you know tell people to tune in. We've had some great, great guests, and today is no different. Um, this this uh, you know young... MC is on a tear, uh, really putting a lot of MCs in their feelings because the bars are that nice. Uh, Brittany Carter is, of course, from the greatest city in the world and has a brand new project out called As I Am, and she's in the corner store. Brittany Carter, welcome in to the corner store. What's up? What's good? How are you? Uh, great, great. I'm, I'm excited to be talking to you, and uh, congratulations on this fantastic first project thank you thank you <laughs> does, does it it feel does it feel like i know you've put things into the world before but is it is it fair to say that this is kind of your first like this is me oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah this is this is the first project it's been really cool <laughs> i'm just glad to have it out finally what um yeah just i mean it's it hasn't been out for that long and and so it's still very new but but what are what's some of the feedback and what what are some of the cooler things that's happening that maybe you could talk about since it's been it's been put out um more so just connecting with people like all over the world like i I wasn't really aware that there were people like in other countries that were listening and so i was I, would, I like tuned in just to um, different platforms to see who was listening and then like my following, you know, grew from it. And so I've been able to talk to people just from all over the world about how they feel about it. So that's been like, the coolest part. <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. And, 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 and you know, the, the process of making this project, I mean, of course, you put it out at a, at a, at a you know, the, the time of, of COVID and the time of in shelter. And, you know, normally we'd be going to see you perform this this record. Uh, and so, you know, what were the considerations of putting it out when you did and even the process of building it, um, you know, during during this time? What were some of the things that you had to do to put out, you know, a, a project period, but such a such a really dope and important first project? Um, well, I had majority of the project finished um, like really early on in the year. It was mostly me figuring out about videos, like how was I going to record the videos during COVID. So <laughs> that was that was really crazy. We had to keep it like really uh, small and compact, and you know, make sure we were following all the guidelines if there were going to be a certain amount of people. Um, but the the most that I had to do, honestly, was um, the videos and trying to do a safe uh, listening party. So that was that was real hectic, but it was fun. <laughs> right, right. It was, but it was it was cool. And that happened. That happened in Hyde Park, right? You had a few different rotations of people into that space, right? Yeah, we had three different listening sessions, and after each session, we would just have to clean and wipe everything down. We provided masks for everybody, so it was it was really cool. No, that's really cool. Well, congrats. So, so let's talk about the record. Um, As I am feels very much like a. An introduction, you know, it, it, it does feel like, you know, like, uh, you know, when Jay says at the top of uh, 
his public service announcement allow me to reintroduce myself. It feels like this is that like an introduction for you to the world. What are what are some of the things that you really want people to get out of this project? Um, I, I guess mostly that I'm just a fan of, of music and not just hip hop. Um, like I the the one track I have uh, running, I just let Olive do her thing. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted so badly to hop on it, but it just felt so right. I'm just like, no, like this is this is perfect. I'm like, I'm gonna strip all my vocals from here, and I just gotta let Olive have this. But um, yeah, I just want people to to take from it that that I'm just a, a lover of hip hop, man. Like I, I love the music, and it, it's, it's just a blessing to be able to to create a body of work that people actually listen and sit with. Cause I, you know, I've done it for so many artists that I admire and, you know, yeah. It, it was really nice to see and hear, of course, so many collabs on this project with Olive, who is a f- uh, friend of the program and someone that we, we admire and really love her work. Um, yeah. What, what is that? I mean, you guys are a great team. Um, you know, and, and you guys obviously do a, a very different thing, but also complement each other really well. I know, of course, you're. Yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, and I was gonna say I've been wanting to work with Olive for like years. Like we didn't know each other, and I was just like, man, I have to meet this girl. Like I seen her sing somewhere. I forget where it was. Maybe Pilsen. I seen her sing live, and I was like, yo, okay. I don't know how I'm gonna meet her, but <laughs> we're gonna make this happen. And just so happened, years later, we joined the same collective. And um, the first joint we did together was the, I want to say the Fall For You joint I wrote for her. And that went exceptionally well. I, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. But in the studio, oh, man, it was it was just watching her record was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so from there, I'm just like, hold on. Like, maybe I can see if we can actually, like, create some stuff um, together. And so that's what we were doing. The code is us. And. That was like pretty much our first time like really working together. It's it's really exciting. I mean, there is a there is a magic there between the two of you. And as you alluded to, you guys are part of Loop Theory, which is a collective uh, here in Chicago. Shout out the homie Navarro. Um, and, and and tell us about uh, how you came into that collective and, and what is it. Um shit, it's just it's just a collective of homies like. <laughs> We're all just friends. Um, I actually met everybody in the collective like separately, so that's that's also a, a funny story. Um, I met Kenneth um, through Add to. Um, I met Dre Isaiah through Add to. Um, I met Navarro through Kenneth. Um, I met Arrington while in another situation. I was thinking about joining another collective like maybe some years ago, about three years ago, and that's how I met Arrington Porter. And yeah, like, we all kind of just came together over time. I eventually met Olive later on, maybe like six months later. And we, we, everyone has the same work at work ethic, and we work well together. And it just made sense. And and it's a collective. Is it is it a label? What like what what? I mean, when you say collective, what? Because I know you guys are doing a lot of things and putting a lot of work out into the world. Um. I think eventually Navarro wants to have it as like a label management. But for right now, I mean, we're all just homies just working together, just helping each other out. Yeah, no, it's well, it's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a label, but yeah, we're just we're just in the in the beginning of things, figuring things out. Yeah, well, everything everything that 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 as a collective you guys are putting out is is really is is very dope, which is no surprise given who is there, and of course, you know, under the uh, you know a- anything anything with Navarro is 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 uh, you know a treasure, I think yeah. too. Um, <laughs> 
So, so let's go back. So one of the things that stands out on this record is your pen, you know, like you, you know, that mixed with your voice, like all of these beats are, you know, you are doing the work of, you know, you, you have a kind of melodic, almost monotone. It's like, oh, it's almost like the other side of the Rakim coin is what it feels like. You know what I mean? And, and Rakim's one of my favorite lyricists and musicians of all time, but it, it, so, so I want to go back just to, to when you began writing or when did you start to take yourself serious as a writer? Oh, man. Probably with this project, honestly. Really? Um, honestly, I, that, that's how I feel. I mean, I know there were things that led up to, to me getting to this point. But I, I, and also, I'm very critical of myself. So <laughs> um, one thing I will say that I don't I don't really have um, like a community of writers around. So I always felt like there had to be some type of structure like to my writing. And um, I mean, for the most part, of course, it is. But as far as like poetry goes, I'm not like a I, I don't know. I, I've never like viewed myself as like this great, you know, writer or whatever. And um, with this I with this project. I, I had scrapped the project before. Like I was working on something completely different before As I Am. Um, it was about like five tracks. I can't even remember the names of them, but I was working on like some, some tracks and they just weren't like <laughs> meeting up to the standard that I had. And I was just like, yo, like I have to I have to scrap all of this. I have to I have to start fresh. And right when I made the decision it was so cool because that's when I got uh, connected to Scud One. Um I had no idea who he was, never met him before. He sent me an email with all of these like instrumentals and I'm like, oh shit, like <laughs> I think this dude like knows me. What the fuck? So <laughs> it felt really cool. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I think I'm gonna if he's down with it, I'm gonna ask him if I can use these to like start a new project. And so I hit him up and he was just like, sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this this works perfectly. And he pretty much produced a large number of the of the tracks like for the project. And he he sent them to you out of the blue, or you all had been in tune. Out of out of the blue, I think. He wow. Was on IG, but I didn't know who he was. Like I didn't know that he knew like some of the people I knew. I had never seen him before, <laughs> and so I'm just I would just like open up the email, seeing all these instrumentals. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna give these a try. And like every single one I went to, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is different. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That doesn't. You, you, I mean, in some way, I think that that's the dream for an artist, but I think a rarity in that in that regard. I know people yeah. obviously connect a lot through through the internet, obviously, but that's 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 dope that y'all linked that way. Yeah. Um, well, I you know because I I remember you a number of years ago, even before the set it off cipher, um, <laughs> you know, which was like. Which which had like an impact here in Chicago certainly and beyond. I mean that 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 still has I think a lot of views. I watched it actually like a few weeks ago, just and it's <laughs> and it still goes. Um, but but I remember like even you know even then, which is, that's probably going on like five years ago or more at this point, something like yes, that. And it was like like I think like late 2015 or early 2015. I think when I first like was aware of uh, Young Chicago Arthur's, that was like my first time ever being in the space. Right. So you you were you were you were nice with the pen then. Right. So that's, you know, a good amount of time. I think so, in my humble opinion. Um, and, and, and had and had something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, of course, like we always want to grow. That's part of our job. I think if we're going to, if you're going to make a life in the arts, you have to love 
perfecting your craft and that perfection is really always ahead of you. You're never, it's never done. You know, you're always tinkering and getting iller and iller, hopefully. Um, but, but even then, you know, I think that those around like saw something, heard something in you, both the voice, but also I think the pen. Um, so how, how did you even like come to start rhyming, I guess? Um, man, I wish it, it was a series of things that led up into that. Um, I know growing up, I had a cousin and he would always tell me like, yo, like you should try rapping because he knew I would write poetry. And I'm just like, yo, like, no, <laughs> it's not really my lane. I'm just going to stick to what I do because he would rap back in the day. Um, and I didn't I didn't do anything music related up until I came um, to YCA. And so I got connected with like other uh, MCs and other writers. Um, SC came up to me one day after like I had performed a, a poem because <laughs> I wasn't doing music at that point either. I wasn't, like, I didn't have anything on SoundCloud, nothing. So SC came up to me and was like, "Hey, I want to do an all woman's uh, rap cipher. Let's do it." And so I'm just like, "I don't know, but cool. I'll like put my name on this list." <laughs> and yeah, man, it ended up like she sent us the instrumental, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. I have no idea like what I want to say, how this is going to go. And so I wrote the 16 and like the entire time I was like, man, like I'm so self-conscious. Like I don't really know <laughs> if this is good enough. Like does this meet the standard? And we ended up recording um, it at you guys' space um, at Young Chicago's Arthur. And it, it went well. Like I didn't really expect it to go viral. I, I didn't really have any expectations really. Um, but yeah, man, we put it online and people like loved it. And I was just like, oh, so I can do this. <laughs> this is possible. Yeah. Was th- that was that your first time saying that to yourself? Like you had, OK, yeah. th- you had a glimpse. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I had no idea. Like the entire time we were recording, I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't know how this is going to sound or look to other people. This I had never recorded anything. Like I never been in the studio. I had. Yeah. Like it was it was all very new. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I remember when that video dropped and I, it was very exciting because it just, it like hurt people's feelings how good it was, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and, and I think you continue to do that. Um, you, you mentioned growing up. So where, where, where do you, where, where did you grow up? Um, so I was born at Evergreen Park. Um, and I pretty much stayed in this, like this area, like my, my whole life. So in between like Calumet Park and Blue Island, like, like just in that area. So for those for those who might not uh, be familiar, and and for, for folks who particularly are outside of Chicago, what is that? What's that area, or what's that community like? And what was it like for you coming up? Um. So I grew up at Evergreen Park, but I was a baby. I, I re- barely like remember anything. Um. We moved to Blue Island, and back in the day, it was mostly uh, Hispanic and blacks. What well, ma- majority Hispanics now? Because I still live in Blue Island now. Um, now it's mostly mixed, so it's that you see mostly um, Hispanics and Blacks, like you know, cohabitating. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how it was. Calumet Park is uh, mostly a uh, Black area, um, and yeah, that's that's where I grew up. And, and what kind of uh, what kind of kid were you? What kind of were you into the arts? I mean, you, you said you were writing poetry. So how did you come? Like who who put you on to to writing poetry? Is that through school? Through your parents? Um, it was just something that I did uh, on my own. So my mom got me a journal, like, really young. And so I would spend a lot of my time just writing about my day. Um, I didn't start write, writing poetry maybe until high school. 
but it was not nothing I ever shared with anyone. So it was just something I would do on my own. <laughs> kind of like tuck the tuck the, the the notebook away in my bag and keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Your your mom got you a journal, which is really dope. What what is what does she do and or what you know, what do your folks do? Um, my mom, she owns a daycare. Yeah, she owns a daycare uh center. And so that's that's what my mom does. She's been doing that for years. Um wow. she's also a foster mom. So we're always always have kids around. So that's super dope. Oh wow. So what was that like coming up with with, with like I don't know, what I imagine almost like a revolving door of, of folk? Um, it was really cool. Uh, my mom just loves kids, so it w- it didn't really um, you know phase me any. I have I have a lot of siblings. So <laughs> how, how many? How many siblings do you? Have? Oh man, it's about like eight of us. Not not including foster folks. Not including. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. <laughs> Where are you in the mix? I'm the oldest. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, you are responsible for a lot of people then, right? As the oldest in, in, in a way. Yeah, like so a lot of, a few of my siblings are on my dad's side of the family. Um, so I didn't like grow up in the same household as everyone. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a quite a few of us. So it's it's really cool being the oldest. <laughs> well, so wh- what do what do they think about what you're up to now? What do they think about this project and and that their you know big biggest sister is is this is is a rapper. Man, you're the like the best rapper in the city. Oh my god, I can't believe it. That they're <laughs> they're like my biggest fans, honestly. My family is my biggest fans. <laughs> Your parents too. They're they're cool with you. Oh man, like they my dad is like he's like a super fan. He <laughs> he's he's very proud. <laughs> That's great. Cuz my dad the, my dad is the my dad is the one who introduced me into you know, all of the music that I love, all of the artists that I love, it, it all stemmed from like my dad. So who who did he introduce you to and who are some of the folks that you, you've you've come to, you know, be fond of and maybe even be influenced by? Oh man, so I remember my eighth birthday, I got like he got me like this like my very first stereo that was mine. So I'm just like, Oh yeah, like I'm about to be listening to music all day. And the first C D he got me was a TLC C D, which was the crazy sexy cool joint. I'm like, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you have so a favorite like, of the three? Did you have a favorite of the three? Of course I did. It was left eye. You okay, already know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, he, my dad is a huge Jay Z fan, so of course, <laughs> yeah, Jay Z, Nas, um, Andre three thousand, um, Erica Badu. My yeah, my dad put me onto it all. Wow, that's so. This is it. Must be then a very proud and special moment for him. Yeah, <laughs> I bet I could imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's so happy. Do do does he in particular because he's such a fan of the music and obviously like knows his music. Does he ever you know Does he ever pull you aside or call you and be like, Yo, I think you should say or does does he give you advice about the music? Um, not really. The most that he does is like we're around the house and he'll randomly just start rapping lines. And I'm just like looking at him like, stop, <laughs> please. <laughs> is, he, is he trying to get on a record or what's going on? <laughs> He's just like repeating lines. Like he'll, he, he'll, he won't even like none of the current stuff. He'll be like rapping lines from stuff I have on SoundCloud from like years ago. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> stop this. That's really cute though. That's, that's, that's really funny. Um, yeah. 
That, yeah. So, so, you know, so, so it's interesting. So you, you, of course, you, you know, you kind of progressed in a short period of time. I remember there was a, a moment where you opened for TDE, um, which was something, if I'm not mistaken, right? Something that happened through the inner internets. Um, that, that, that seems like a big moment in your career, which is a few years ago at this, at, at this time though, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was, I want to say 2018. And I didn't even really, I didn't have anything on any platform. So the fact that I was able to do that was wild. (laughs) Didn't really think it was possible. I don't know how, and maybe it was because of the the videos that I was putting out on, um, on, on IG and just releasing those every month. I think like one month I did like all Dilla for like, I think like every week <laughs> I was on a video like every week. And I think that maybe that was one of the reasons, you know, it picked up traction, but I didn't have like anything else. So that was, it was a very, very funny moment. <laughs> right. So I, I'll ask about that experience, but the visual component of the music has been something that's been important to you for a long time. Uh, how, why? I mean, did you, did you spend a lot of time looking at music videos or, or what about the visual is so, is so important to you? Um, so how, how this all started, um, I was playing around on YouTube and I found some beats that I really enjoyed and I'm like, yo, I'm just going to like rap over these and see how it goes. And I, I was, I was doing that for a while. Um, and this is way before anybody was like actually viewing the videos. And <laughs> my, my boyfriend tells me like, Hey, like, why don't you film these in like better lighting? Like, what if we like do some outside? I think they'll go over better. And so I'm just like. Okay, let's try it. <laughs> so the first one we did was like I think over the heart part two by Kendrick, and we had did it like right here in my living room, and that was like the first one that like really got traction. And I'm just like, oh, like I had been doing videos for like before that, but this is like the first one that actually got like that went viral, and I was just like, oh, okay, so maybe <laughs> maybe he was on to something. And so from that point on, we would just like pick different locations for the videos, and and that's just kind of how like people got wind of me. Oh, right. So that so that progressed. And so you opened TD, the TDE show was where was that at the Congress or where, where was that? Um, yeah, the Concord Hall. Concord, yeah, Concord Hall. That's right. That's right. Um, what that what what that must have been an incredible. That's also like in some ways like at the height of TDE reign. Um, uh, and of course, they're still they're still going and making incredible music. But but what was that like to open open or be a part of that show? Oh, man, like. Usually, I'll I'll say usually before shows, I'm like super nervous, but it felt so comfortable. (laughs) I was just like, oh, shit, like this is tight as fuck. Like it was just because I'm a fan of all of their artists. And so it was just like, damn, like this is like really a 360 moment. And I I was kind of I was kind of taken aback, but it was it was really like fucking tight at the same time. Nice. And so that, you know, that's like a kind of a, a peek into an aspect of the industry you just put out this record. It's 2020. We are, you know, uh, nine, ten months in into a pandemic. Um, as an independent artist, where do you want to be headed? Where, where do you want to go? Like, what, what are what are the things that you you know you put put out this project? People are now starting to pay more and more attention. Your followers are going up. What are some of the things that you are kind of striving for in the next, you know, tomorrow in the next few years? Um, honestly. It's nothing like super big, you know what I mean? Um, but I think with this project, it's given me like a bit more confidence as to like what I can actually accomplish. 
Um, but I, I would, of course, I want to be like more financially stable. But also, I wanna, I wanna like write books. I wanna do movies. I, like I wanna do it all. I don't wanna just um, stick to 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 music. Like I wanna get as much music as I can out. But I wanna, I wanna get my pen into other things as well. So I'm looking forward to to, to doing all types of stuff. And and that's no, which is very exciting to hear. Uh, do you do you? want to entertain and, and have conversations with labels are you are you kind of dedicated to stay independent like wh- wh- how do you how do you foresee putting out music in the next you know the next time around next bunch of years um I, I'm not against the the idea of talking with the label but it has to be the right situation um I, I really don't like the idea of me having to ask permission when I can drop music <laughs> so that's like a huge turn off. Um, but I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not against it. Um, it just would have to make sense for me. Yeah. But but yeah, right now I'm I'm just going to stick with the independent route. It, it's been working for me, and I'm stay this way. And and do you put out a project and kind of take a break, or are you kind of actively on to the next? Like what 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 where are you at in terms of your practice and process um, with making um, music? Man, I, still learning a lot but i'm working on music <laughs> I, I just can't stop um yeah i'm working on music right now uh, i don't know when you know the next drop or when the release is but i just want to keep like the creative process going for me i don't want to get like too comfortable and you know too lazy or whatever um so i'm, I'm still creating music right now but my, my main goal is to like push this project as far as we can go like i, I don't want to I, I put so much time in it i don't want to just a month out and it's just like yeah i'm just moving on to the next thing like i i, I sacrificed a lot and so i'm just like i gotta push this as far as it can go yeah no good which is exciting and it's exciting that you're you're working um that's exciting for people who like to listen to your music um i i want to i want to end with just a few questions i mean you you're of course a part of loop theory which is a collective in chicago of very talented artists and musicians when you look around at the chicago landscape too now um who who are your peers? Like who who are some of the people that you are checking for or excited about? Out, I, you mentioned some of the members of the collective I, online. I see you and uh, Asar chatting, and you know there's like you know and, and and there is like a class. We we had them on the show recently, and in my mind, like you all represent this kind of new generation of Chicago cool and and Chicago hip hop in some ways. Um, I wonder if you see it like that at all, and if you do or if you don't. Who, who are your peers or who are some of the people in, in the city that you're checking for? Oh, man. Of course, like you just said, Asar. I'm a, I'm a fan of Asar. Good guy, um, too. I love Ro Marsalis. Amazing producer. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I, will, I, I plan on working with him more in the future. Um, Go Hayes, of course. Um, I'm a huge fan of Saba. Um, I have uh, Mick Jenkins. I have yet to like, cross paths with him yet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to actually creating things with them. Those would be good um, I'm a collabs. Fan of Raven, uh, Raven Lene. So those are, <laughs> yeah, those are the people. I'm just like, okay, this is these are the people I, I want to connect with and work with. That's very dope. Yeah, all all would be incredible collabs. And then at the industry as a whole, we're at kind of you know it's just it, it's been a really powerful year for music. I think I, I wonder if if some of what happened is that just people have had time. And, you know, a, a, a re-pivoting to the craft. Um, there's just been so many incredible records with, 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 by talented lyricists, you know. And, and so I wonder, like, when you look at the industry, 
who are some of the people that you're excited about that you see yourself in um, you know alignment with uh, or or peer or comrades with you know who, who are some of the people that are exciting you um I feel like this question is so difficult because like I listen to a lot of old stuff <laughs> um I, I I really like Deontay Hitchcock um I, I would love to create with him um yeah a lot of the a lot of the artists um are are old people I which is funny. Um, a lot of my of my friends are a bit older than me, but it's it's usually because I try to learn something from them um, that I feel like this generation may be missing a little bit, and so that's one of the reasons I listen to a lot of old <laughs> old music. I, I don't think I, the crazy part is I don't think I'm really like too familiar like with um, you know anybody like in the industry that's may, that may be like around my age. Like I know like a lot of underground you know artists. That, that I think will be huge, like, in the next few years, you know? And so I, I think that just things are changing. Like you said, people have time to, to sit at home and, like, actually listen to the words. You know, people can't, like, aren't really out partying like that. So I think, you know, people are taking a break from that right now and, like, revisiting, like, you know, things with substance. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's been a great year for those con- those artists, too, right? I mean, Nas had a big record this year. Black Thought has had... Just, I mean, stays crushing, stays crushing everything, and you know his projects this year. Um, it's been, it's been a great year for for lyrics. I think. Yeah, it has been. It's been really cool. I, I've consumed so much music because <laughs> yeah. I've had so much time. Well, and you're, and honestly, like your your project is a part of that. I, I think you know, and, and and it stands in this moment, and I think it represents hopefully a pivot, you know, toward you know the more almost like literary side of a very funky dance music, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you are like, it's, you know, you know, you and, and, and folks who take that kind of time with the lyric, um, you know, it, the beats and the rhythm still moves you. Uh, but it also does that work of making you think. And I think that's the nexus where hip hop really thrives. You know, it isn't just about moving. It's also about, you know, moving your mind too. And, and I think that, you know, like, I think that, that we are in this kind of, pivot pivot toward that direction more and more which is exciting um Brittany carter i'm very excited about your project as i am um where is the best place for people to hear it and of course where is the best place for people to stay in tune with all of what you are doing and will do well the project is available everywhere but it would be really cool if people would just go to my website or the loop theory website uh, you can purchase it like directly from me but it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on Tidal, um, it's pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter and IG at underscore Brittany Carter. So that's B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y. Great. Carter. And the website is just, is the, is your name? Yeah, it's uh, Loop Theory, uh, Loop Theory Inc. And it's in all of my bios, so all you have to do is just click and it's right there. All right, Brittany Carter, it's, it's great to talk with you and uh, so excited about what you're doing and what what you will do. And uh, thanks for spending time in the corner store. Thank you so much. Shout out our super producer, DJ Cashera. Big up boss man, Todd Manley. Thank you to our official corner store photog, Mercedes Zapata. Salutes to the snack door, Max. Also, please, y'all, follow our 
Instagram. It's corner underscore pod on IG, on Twitter. Tell us who you want to see in the corner store. And also please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our Patreon account. It's patreon.com corner store underscore pod. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.